Oh my God. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I literally just matched with a guy on Raya with a photo of him with a banana on his head, a banana hat. I don't even know when I signed up for that. I don't know when I pressed the heart button to potentially match up with that dude. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Love Alexi. This is my podcast. I'm Alexi Wasser. What a great day we're all having, I hope. Um, I can't think of a better episode to bring you on Valentine's Day. I mean, Let's be real. Who knows when you're listening to this podcast? What is a podcast? Just a a message in a bottle. You record it. You throw it out into the world. God knows what happens. Uh, but if you're listening on the actual release date, it uh, it's been released on February 14th, 2018. And my guest today is writer director Sarah Violet Bliss. Sarah is the co-creator of Search Party on TBS, the best show on television hands down. If you've not seen this show, first of all, you're lying. But if you're actually serious and you haven't seen the show, binge watch it immediately. There's even an app for it. People keep telling me about a a TBS app. So, you know, get that app or whatever. Um, Sarah Violet Bliss is also the co-writer, co-director of Fort Tilden, starring Bridie Elliott, who is a past guest of the Love Lexi podcast and my new muse. Um, Yeah. What can I tell you? This is a lovely conversation to listen to on Valentine's Day. I mean, yes, we talk about manifestation lists for our ideal romantic partners. We talk about self-worth, self-esteem, dating apps, bad dating habits, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Pine, all the Chris's. They're all the same to me. Um, yeah, we just talk about all the fun stuff, directing, writing, creative stuff, reparenting yourself, uh, magnetic versions of yourself or what have you. A big part of what Sarah Violet Bliss and I talk about is how we're both doing the workshops on freeandnative.com. And freeandnative.com was founded by a woman named Lacey Phillips, who was also a guest on this very podcast a couple weeks ago. So there's all the backstory. All right. So you know what we're talking about, what we're referencing, all that. For more Sarah Violet Bliss, or SV, as she lets me call her because we're friends, um, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at SVBliss. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. And thank you to everybody for your beautiful birthday wishes. My birthday was February 11th. And, uh, you know, it's... uh, 29 is going to be a great year. I'm really excited about it. Um, It was a lovely day. I did everything I wanted to do. Uh, I went to the spa, I got scrubbed, I went and got a massage. I went to this place called the Self-Realization Center in Malibu, and I walked around this gorgeous lake with swans and turtles. It was a dream. I meditated. I was just really quiet. I had a latte with my mom and then gave her a hug and burst into tears and we wept. And I felt like I'd experienced some sort of cathartic healing from my childhood, uh, you know, of some kind of torment that happened in my childhood was was relieved on my birthday via that hug. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, I was so nervous. I I was going to, and I did, moderate a Q&A for Whitney Cummings' new movie, The Female Brain, which I love. And But I get nervous. I can get very anxiety-ridden. I drink a lot of coffee. I'm a high-strung, uh, anxious person already. I was born this way. Hopefully the Lacey Phillips work I'm doing will calm me down a bit. But I went to the Q&A and it went great. 
and Toby Kebbell, uh, this English actor who is the leading man in the female brain, was also there. And uh, I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, if all goes according to plan, I believe in the next few weeks uh, I will have both Whitney Cummings and Toby Kebbell on the show. I'm so out of my mind, I didn't even realize uh, what exactly Toby Kebbell had been in. He's this hunky English actor. Turns out he's been in every huge movie King Kong, he's on uh, he's on Black Mirror, so that'll be a thrill. Both of them are incredible. I also want to throw this out there. Girls in Los Angeles, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, what your sexual orientation is, what your ethnicity is, if you're a person who identifies as a woman, whoever you are, women and girls in Los Angeles, I would like to invite you to the next Girls' Night In event I'll call it a gathering. The next Girls' Night In gathering I'm throwing on Saturday, February 24th. Uh, Girls' Night In is uh, it's a very simple, sweet, low-key gathering. Girls only. It's a safe space for women to come together, drink rosé. We have a non-alcoholic option, cookies, a little present I give to everyone. We sit around in a circle. Uh, it's an opportunity for people to make new friends, but we go around in a circle and everybody kind of shares what they're feeling, noticing, experiencing, uh, and it's an opportunity to feel less alone, use one another as sounding boards to uh, you know, figure out what it all means, and just if there's ever a time for women to come together and unite and help each other through whatever it is we need help through, now's the time. Does that make sense? Did I explain Girls' Night improperly? I don't know. If you want to go... If you want tickets, if you want information, DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. I'll give you all that info. And uh, once again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. That truly does help me grow the show. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Send me emails too. Send those emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Tell me what you're thinking, feeling, noticing. Give me guest suggestions so I can reach out on your behalf and humiliate myself. I'm getting used to it. Um, Yeah, I want to hear from you. And really, you guys, I hope you're having a wonderful Valentine's Day. It is my favorite made-up holiday of them all. I hope you all have full hearts, roses, chocolate, romantic candlelit dinners. I'll be there with you in spirit. I am such a fan of all the romantic bullshit. Oh my God, it's my favorite. And by the way... If you date me, my birthday might fall on the 11th, but Valentine's Day on the 14th is a completely separate event, okay? Don't try to mush, mishmash, mush those two things together. It, uh, it doesn't work that way, all right? Keep them separate. Keep them special. Um, really, all that aside, I've, I've said it all. Please enjoy my conversation with writer, director, and my new friend, Sarah Violet Bliss. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh boy, here we go. Oh my god, thank you for doing this. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my god, I'm trying to steal all of Jordan and Charles' friends. Oh, this is Aristotle. Yes. All right, sit down over there if you don't mind. This one? Is that okay? No. No, god damn it. Um... Yeah, no, I was going to wear that. I was going to wear... It, it, you can't believe it now, but I know. Only I know. <laughs> I know the truth. Um, um, we're recording already. Okay, great. Pretty, but if you want me to cut anything out, this if we is say from anything. The okay. It, mine's from The Gap. Oh, I'll show you later. Shut I'll, the f- now that I have your phone number. Uh, 
I've been texting you photos of myself. Can Left I say right. things like fuck? Oh, yeah. Say fuck. Say all the stuff. I just texted Charles and Jordan. Ooh, and Kelly Hudson, and they all got back to me. Oh, my God. Okay, my help friends. her with her thing. I just wanted to know if I want to have the left or right one on. But Kelly says, whoa. That was her response. And then uh, Charles says, ask her to explain the worst tension she's ever had with me. Okay, good. No. I'm glad I'm glad that he wrote that because at first I was like, God, if I ask jo- Charles and Jordan, they're going to prank me or something. I'm like, I'm li- oh, constantly living in fear. Um, Sarah Violet Bliss, thank Hi. you for being here. Thank you for having me. How many podcasts have you done? Oh, uh, I don't know. Wow. That many? <laughs> I can't get out. Get out. I've done one here. Who's? Um, the writer's panel podcast. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm jealous. I'm I was sitting there. What? The, the listeners can't hear this. <laughs> I'm pointing <laughs> to my right. Yeah. You guys can't see and what you, I can? You don't know what this room looks like mm-hmm. at all. So I'll post pictures. It means nothing. It means something. <laughs> Let them use their, ma- you know, their, their mind's eye, their imagination. The um, podcaster was sitting where I'm sitting right oh, now. Oh, really? And Frankie Shaw was over there. Whoa. Oh, wait. So it's both of you? <gasps> yes. Oh, wow. To, oh wait, so do you, is how, is Frankie Shaw cool? Is oh she great? yeah, yeah, she's great. She does smilf. <laughs> she does smilf. Let's just the entire podcast. Let's just talk about Frankie Shaw. Okay, <laughs> where do we? I ate um to, to not have low blood sugar. I ate a oh good a pop tart. I ate a pop tart from Trader Joe's, <laughs> and it's like all stuck in like my crevices <laughs> in the back of my mouth. Classic um pop. I didn't even see the pop tart, but I saw the uh, the silver classic yeah. silver um packaging. Starting strong on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, wait, where are you coming from? Um, I came from, well, I had a morning meeting. Oh, what was that? Oh, and Charles was a half hour too early at Little Dom's. Yes. Hey, Insta stories. Yeah. <laughs> I was at that meeting. Um, and then I stopped home because I was wearing way too, well, I wasn't wearing this this morning. What were you wearing? I was wearing. What was your business meeting outfit like? I want to know. It was super casual, but it was a a heavy red sweater because in the mornings in LA, it's cold. And then... <laughs> You have a meeting and then you're sweating. And um, now I'm in a, even this is too heavy. It is? Well, for now I'm fine. But I was walking here and I was like, oh God, I hope I don't get a migraine for walking one walk, one block. Oh wait, you walk from your house? No, no, no. I just parked. Got it. Oh my God. You guys, she's wearing a, uh, well, I'll take a photo of it too, but she's wearing a slightly oversized uh, gap. I don't know if it's new gap, vintage drop shoulder. A drop shoulder. I think it's from the 90s. From the 90s. But I've had it. It since the 90s. Had it since the 90s. Uh, navy blue and white white striped shirt. Yeah. Over <laughs> denim. Oh it's like a long-sleeved tee, kind of. It's that kind of weight. Oh, my God. Uh, so where do we even begin? I don't know. I'm just so glad to have a girl here. Like, really? A, a brilliant mind. Cause, okay, oh, just to tell everybody, I will have already done, they already heard the intro where you're, you know, you're the co- you're. Uh, co-writer, co-director of Fort Tilden. Yes. Co-writer, creator, wait, no, co-creator of Search Party. Yes. The best show on television. Oh, stop. Which is true. You know that. We <laughs> no. all know that. This is a coup that I have you here. Um, but um, I've been, I'm just so glad a girl's here because I've been like, I've, I had like two guys on the show the past two weeks. Too many men. Too many men. And I actually feel like, not maybe, it's, I don't know if it's cripplingly shy, but I've been feeling like intense anxiety uh-huh. around guys or something like or just in general and then the other yeah. I mean this isn't going to be all this is about me talking about me to you that's, that's a, no oh. it's great <laughs> that's not what the, but that's what it's been like so I was like oh my god I'm so glad I want to get Sarah Violet here as soon as possible um and also have you ever 
I, I've been having having night sweats the last two nights. Really? Have you ever had those? Yeah. What um, that, what's that about your? You're like yes. <laughs> I don't. I, honestly, for me, it's usually just that the room is too hot or I'm oh. sick. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but it's it's for you it's emotional. No, I just looked it up and it was I was like, why is this happening? The room's not too hot. Uh I'm not sick. And it was like five potential reasons for night sweats. It's like cancer. No. It's like uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, it's back you cancer. And I was like, oh my God. But then it also says anxiety and maybe I've just I'm, I've it's been really anxiety. Anxiety. But um tell me everything. Okay. <laughs> what was um, this meeting about? Oh, it was just with um the actress from uh, what's the show called? The um, it's like the most popular Netflix thing right now. The fuck end of the fucking world. Oh yeah, the Ben York Jones show, right? Or I don't know who, whatever who it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just she's in town and wanted to meet us, and so we had breakfast at Little Dom's. And oh wow, what ha- what happens in a meeting like that? She just wants to meet it you. Literally too. just chat. It's like a podcast. Really? <laughs> we just chat and talk about life and wh- how we got where we are today. Oh, that's what we're going to do. Is, on this oh, podcast. is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. That's what we're going to get to. Um, we don't, ha- you know, I didn't mean to imply that <laughs> <laughs> that's where this podcast will be dir- going towards or anything. It's because she wants you guys to develop a show for her or something? No, it's literally party? just saying... There's okay. an agenda. We have the same agents. <laughs> That's what it is. No way. I mean, he we're, has at, we're at not this literal same agent, but we are at ICM together. So, but there must be an agenda. I, our agents put push us to get. There was literally no agenda. But did she want it to happen? I, I have to know the details. I believe that just the agents. Yeah. Wow. They're like this. You should meet her, and we're like, great. Yeah. Honestly, I can't remember what. So often, I'll have. Sometimes it's like, I would like to meet this person, and that then I know why we're meeting. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times they're just like, either this person wants to meet with you, or we think you guys should meet because you are both creative, cool, cool cats. people yeah. doing stuff or whatever. Aristotle, was this already open? Did I open this? I Did I take a sip of this before? I don't know. Oh, boy. Who knows? I'm going in. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a chancy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's got... Uh, I'm about to drink this water. I'm not sure if anybody else had a sip. Um, some nerd who was here before. I'm fucking nerd. Some nerd creep. Um, so how did you and Charles Rogers meet? Um, at NYU Graduate Film School. You um, did? Yeah. And how come you guys took an instant liking to each other? Did you? Or how did that collab happen? Yeah. Who, who's, who's like taping boxes together oh. while I'm trying to interview Sarah Violet Bliss? You guys can't hear this at, uh, at Meltdown Comics. <laughs> My studio. Anyway. But yeah, like how did you guys end up... Um, we we were friends and like we didn't um instantly start working together we are we did our own thing developed our own voices separately you guys have your own separate voices yeah all right i'll believe it when i see when i hear those voices okay yeah um you met in college uh yeah so well it was grad school so um which is different Um, and he was, um, with like, whatever, we were just friends. Um, and then, um, towards the end, like after, um, we had classes we have like three years of classes and then you have some time to complete your thesis. We just like, I don't know, we, we sort of like were bonding and for like, I feel like a year we were just, um, going to the library together and writing our own stuff, um, separately and not not considering collaborating, not 
not not considering it, but just like we were just, do you want to go to the library and work? Um, and then one day we were like starting to kind of talk about an idea very organically together that was a web series. Um, and didn't even really like say like, do you want to work on something? Like it just, we started being like, what if there was a web series where this blah, 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 blah. And then, um, one of the episodes was about two girls who tried to get to Fort Tilden. And as we were talking about that episode, we just like, it kept having more and more ideas and would obviously be longer than 10 minutes. And like, as we were talking about it, we we're like, this should be a feature actually. And like, let's just make this a feature. Cause that's what we really want to do. We don't want to do a web series. We want to make a feature and it would cost the same amount of money. Um, and the idea is like small enough in scope that like one, um, like maybe one or two wardrobe changes total, you know, like it's all one day, you know, um, you know, working within our limitations that we were like, let's just do it. And that was like in May and it just, um, felt really right. I could go into free and native stuff here if oh, we wanted yeah. to, but <laughs> I, I want to do, I want to do that too. Okay. Uh, so SV and I are both doing, doing it. Can I call you SV? Yes. Okay. Yay. That's all I wanted from this podcast experience. That's all. I'm just really trying to, does it seem like I'm, uh, we're going to go right back to that story. I feel guilty almost because I feel like one by one I'm plucking off. It's like there's Jeffrey Self, Charles, <laughs> Charles Rogers, Jordan Firstman, Bridie Elliott. Uh, I've hung out with Kelly, uh, Kelly yeah. Hudson. Um, I just I feel like I'm like trying to, and Freckle. It's my, text thread it's your text thread is this is am i not allowed to be doing this to no, be of like course you are it's okay or is yeah. that i just feel like there's a lot of isn't shit that being, how it all works don't you have other people that are like oh i know you so i i guess I'm, so i just feel like uh i feel like a lone wolf <laughs> coming into your pack and then who knows what shit's being talked about me on this uh, text thread that exists and <laughs> no. uh, or i'm just you know i'll have to get on it but um yeah. okay so go on so we will talk about yeah so sv and i are both doing lacey phillips <laughs> Free native workshops, and, and Lacey Phillips was a guest. This is for the audience uh, who, who may or may not be listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lacey Phillips is like a manifestation manifestation advisor, yeah. self-help guru or whatever, and now it seems like everybody in our community is doing her workshops. So, yeah. yes, touch on that as much as you want to. But I, um, Yeah, well, I'll... Later. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 I'll, I'll explain that later. But so, so, like, a few uh, wardrobe changes. In, yeah. <laughs> right. It's May. It's May. It's May. Um, and we decided to make it that summer, made it in summer of that summer, um, and was completed by October. Um, and we sent it to South by Southwest and and like literally that was, so this was all about my, my working with Charles. We had never even been like, well, would you want to work to like, we never had a conversation like that. It just suddenly we were working together. Um, and it was just felt extremely right and good and, um, we made this movie and then uh, it uh, got into South by Southwest and then it won and we met our agents and managers and blah, 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 blah. There? Were they at South by? Uh, yeah. They well, I met, I met my agent at South by and he, when, like, after we won, we came to LA for a week to take meetings and he introduced us to who are our now managers um, and, uh, yeah. And, and then how... How soon after that, like, do you end up, like, what's the path that gets you to, to search, search party? party? Yeah. So while we were in LA taking those meetings, one of the meetings, this wasn't a meeting, it was just a, like, let's hang out with, with Michael Showalter because he was our teacher at 
at NYU. Um, and we had sh- shown him a cut of Fort Tilden before we sent it South by Southwest. And it was like, if you have any thoughts in a very like, if you have time, you know, yeah. um, and he saw it and loved it. And when we had our meeting with him in LA, he was like, so what's next for you guys? What do you want to do? And we were like, we want to make TV. And he was like, I want to work with you. And we were like, yes. Um, Shit, that was so fast. Everything started like with Fort Tilden stuff was like, and that's where I want to like jump into Lacey Phillips stuff <laughs> later. Yeah. But um, so, so then, um, okay, that was, we took our meetings in April and then um, in on that trip, I was like, I want to move to LA, I think. And Charles was like, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up moving in July or August I drove across the country. Um, oh, how was that? It was really nice and fun. I drove with my friend Ingrid, and um, it was great, except one time where we were stuck in the horrible traffic, and we were just like, ah! oh, was um, this 2015 or 2014? 2014. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then, okay, so that was like August, and we got, uh, Michael happened to be doing Wet Hot, the, um, that year, like he was do. we heard that he was going to do the series. And so we were like, Hey, we'd really love to be considered for that room. And so we, he was like, great. And, um, we took a, we, we got to, what's it called? An interview. We had an interview and, um, that went really well and we got hired on that. And then we also got a job on Mozart in the jungle, that is all to say that that gave us like with Fort Tilden and a couple of writing jobs under our belt that gave us like, you know, value quote unquote. Well, so, and Michael, so Michael Show, Showalter was doing both. Wait, was that Mozart in the jungle? No, no, no. You didn't do that. Who was doing that? Oh, there's um, David. That, no, no, that, that is, that? um, uh, Jason Schwartzman and um, Jason Schwartz. The reason we got Mozart in the jungle is because Jason Schwartzman was in um, Wet Hot and we came to set one day and we met him and he was just like, you guys are writers. Maybe you want to write a play. <laughs> that is incredible. I know. Oh, It and, was insane. And for on Wet Hot, you didn't even have like a, like a TV writing sample, right? You just, no. I mean, you did a movie. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Okay, keep going. Keep going. This is inspiration so then, to all the people listening. So then we went... So then um, we were trying to figure out what our show was going to be and people wanted it to be like Fort Tilden, but that was too much like, uh, you know, Broad City and um, girls and stuff like that. And so we were like, we need something else. And then we got paired up with Jack's Media and together um, was when we thought about making it a mystery. And... The, and when we had that idea, we were like, yes, that's, that's it. That's the, that's the thing. And then we wrote the pilot really quickly. And then the, the with Jack's, the idea that we had was that, or that the, like the deal was if we write a script and ca- if we can all agree on the script and all agree on the casting, then they'll fund the pilot and that w- we'll use that to go to networks and pick up the show. <sighs> Is, is that what happened though? Yes. So oh. so we 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 got we wrote the script, cast the show, and then um uh they made it and then we took it to networks and TBS took it straight to series. And was Michael Showalter was he part of yes, he's from part the get go? Yes. Oh wow, oh, that's so great. Okay. Yeah, he introduced us to Jax. So. Oh. 
This is incredible. Yeah. Well, take me to all the, what do you mean all the Lacey Phillips stuff? What, what are you well, thinking so about? Well, so the reason I like responded so strongly to, first of all, I, I'm a hippie and I love all this stuff. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah. We got to get to it. Like, who named you? Your name is Sarah Violet oh, Bliss. Yeah. This is, I can't believe I'm burying <laughs> the lead here. Like, how did you get this name? Um, my mom is from the South and um, there are hyphenated names there and Violet is a family name. And she says that um, like when they saw the, like she was like, what about Sarah Violet? And my dad was like, great or whatever. And then when he saw the birth certificate, she, he was like, I thought you were joking. Oh <laughs> but, but that is my name. And his last name is Bliss. Or, oh, or was so it Bliss, actually so. is Bliss. And you say you're a hippie. I thought like Bliss was just like this no, kind of like hippie name. commune. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. So, uh, so Sarah, so, uh, Sarah Lacey Phillips. Phillips. Lacey Phillips. Oh, so uh, when I, Kelly, by the way, is who like, very sheepishly was like you might like this and I was like oh I'll listen and so I then listened to your podcast episode and I was like oh my god this is all so it it, what you know what you just like need that one word to make it click for you and like self-worth was what it was and I was like oh because there was like the you know it's like the, the normal stuff is like if you believe it can happen I'm like I get I get that I know and I know what that means but what I don't know how to believe it, you know, um, and saying the self-worth thing, just like I, I've seen that happen for me and what I've been able to manifest and everything that she was talking about and how magical and like everything that she talked about was my experience with Fort Tilden through search party and and having just that keyword of self-worth behind it made it all come together. And I was like, yes, because I had, I, I always, I was like, I knew that I believed that that could happen, but what that belief was, was self-worth. And I have grown, I've been lucky in, in this area of my life in terms of how I was nurtured, um, in that both my, my family and and my peers and my teachers all were really encouraging and I myself was encouraging of myself and I really loved writing and I like always just knew that I loved it and had had like that energy where you you just know something's good and um I I think of this like one moment where it, it all could have gone in a different direction where I was in this play right also I went to like a, a private school in New York that was like very artsy so like everyone was very celebratory of your skills in whatever like area that you were good at. They really like harnessed that. Um, and I brought my, a scene into a playwriting class. And I remember thinking, I think this is good. Or like, I had a good time writing this. I God, I really hope it's good, you know, and like was afraid that it wouldn't be in the way most people are. And then as soon as I got in and we were like reading it, I was like, oh, it's good. It's, it's good. Great. And if I hadn't felt that way, I think my self-worth would have gone in a very different direction. Yeah. And so I, and, and then from there, just really, you know, uh, strengthening those skills and, um, and just surprising myself a lot in, in, in what I felt I was good at writing and, um, just having confidence and self-worth. Yeah. <laughs> self-worth there. Um, and so, and so, like when um, Fort Tilden stuff happened, I had before not knowing what I was doing with manifesting or whatever. Um, I think that my old boss had said, like, you should write down what you want, you know. And so I like wrote down a list of things that I want. And weirdly, like about a month before your podcast, I was cleaning out my draft folders, and I it was in my one of my draft folders, um, and. 
everything that I had wanted had has completely come true that I oh my I was like I want to make a movie this summer I want it to go to festivals I want it to win awards I want to make movies and that slash tv and the tv part was in a different font so I know that I had gone back and put tv in there because I was like oh, I forgot I like tv I like tv yeah um, oh funny I want my work to be um to be humorous be funny and dramatic and for people to connect with it re- really strongly and I want to um like be respected and all all these things that I and everything that didn't happen where there was like specifically like I said Sundance and I I can feel like looking at Sundance like that that wasn't actually what I wanted you know like I did, I what it, what that meant was uh, when I boil it down is just like f- respect you know um and we didn't even apply for Sundance because we missed the deadline. So yeah. it, obviously that wasn't something that I was like, I need Sundance. Um, and and then later on, like, I want a cute apartment. I want to make enough money to like doing what I love and all, all the list stuff that was like, I, I literally like went in order. Um, and everything that I got was stuff that my self-worth matched. Um, and when I was, so I had made that list, like probably March, May was when Fort Tilden started to become a thing. So many things about Fort Tilden had such magical. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say about my upbringing with, (laughs) um, with, uh, in regards to Lacey Phillips stuff is that I grew up around like families in New York who, were expanders in a way that like all my friends' parents had gotten, had, had gotten their wealth through their, their own businesses. Like they had all made something of themselves. And so like, I just grew up in an environment where it was like, that's what you do. You like figure out your thing and you do it. And I had expanders, you know, like so many people that just represented that. And I went to school with like, Zach Posen and Lena Dunham and like all these people that are just doing what they love and getting um, compensated for it and whatever. So um, just have all of those things. And then Fort Tilden happened or I, you know, we were doing it and there were so many, it was like the hardest thing ever. So we had no money and it was, but it was, it was a hell yes and a jumping off the cliff because we put, uh, we took out student loans to make the to get through production. Oh my God. It was like things that were just like, but it was like because it was such a hell yes. I like didn't worry. About, I was like, what whatever way to do it. And the and you know it was scary because first feature like everyone wants their first feature to be amazing and whatever. And we we're just like, no, it just needs to be good enough. And like I think this is funny, so it's funny. Um, and uh, there were days where it's like, I don't know if we're going to have an actor for the scene tomorrow, but I think it's going to work out. I can't worry about that now. got to just do this. Um, and it was just really, it was like no money so hard. Being in New York is so hard and you're like, there's no one helping you really. And so it's just like, where are we going to park the cars? That's my problem. I have to figure that out, you know, like while I'm directing and doing this other stuff. And so it was like, and it was, we did six day weeks and it was grueling and horrible, but also the best thing I'd ever done. And then on the last day, I saw my spirit animal flying uh, um, over the beach. <laughs> and I was like, wow. You know? Wow. 
Um, and it was, you know, it was just like literally everything she says. It's like the the pings and the 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 signs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so with that area of my life, I've been very successful. And with other areas where I don't have self worth, that's what where I struggle. And it's like, just get the self worth up there. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you? Oh my god. No, I'm so inspired by all that. How are you getting the? Which one did you start with? Um, I started with the the regular one the repair oh the formula and magnetism yeah, yeah 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 me too I did that um, one yeah <laughs> and then I'm like oh my god but I you're still doing it Craig is it right because you have to do that daily yeah. thing for three months I'm like daily imaging <laughs> for three months you gotta be kidding me then it's I did, an hour <laughs> it's an hour and also I get confused it's like what am I I just go with it and I listen because yeah. you guys it's like hypnotherapy you do in the privacy of your own home but you listen to it and then you go in a room with somebody who made you feel a certain way about a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're talking to this person in your hypnosis. I get confused. I'm like, is it when I'm going through that week who I'm having an issue with? Or right. is it always about the new goal? Like, what do you think? I just do like whatever is coming up for me that yeah. day. And usually it's like the same fucking thing over and over again. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing that again. And like trying yeah. to, and I think that's good to like, ha- like that's the obviously the thing that charges me and I'm trying to... Um, I don't. I haven't done reparenting, but I imagine it's kind of similar. Like, just yeah. what the thing that has been like helpful. First of all, I have to get. I do it at night because I have to get stoned beforehand. Otherwise, I won't get hypnotized. Like, really? In my that's just been my experience. I gotta, I gotta start getting stoned. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's just it's just like oh that actually helps me really feel into those memories. Like, and fe- literally feel the texture of the environment that I was in and how it felt and all that stuff. And yeah, the things that have been helpful for me is. Um, Particularly if it's stuff in childhood, like the, I don't know if this was in shadow or in in that, but um, you did the shadow workshop. I did the shadow. I did that I've, too. I have not done. Oh, yeah. I have like one more day of shadow. But um, how's that going? For, okay, go on. Sorry, what were you saying? Good. Okay. Um, but so uh, the thing that has been helpful. What was I saying? Um, going back into like um memories especially when you're a child and you just like in the moment you interpret it in a certain way and you can be like oh i just i just interpreted it that way that's not what it in- necessarily meant you know like um like especially when like you are a child and you don't understand like that one thing means more than like there's nuance um yeah and so, like, going back in, into those moments and, like, re, re um, playing it over again and being like, that it wasn't intended to hurt me in the way that it hurt me. It was intended to actually nurture me. And I, I, I twisted it. And now I have that groove in my brain that's like, yeah, that means this or whatever. And then just like stuff that it's like, oh, I, f- I forgot about that. And that's where I learned this thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's weird because in the reparent one, because I did the shadow, and I might have to, and then I'm listening to like an audio book that inspired Lacey's shadow workshop. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do all of it. Okay. But <laughs> there's then too I, much. There's like too much. And then, uh, so I did the shadow workshop. I did the formula and magnetism. I tried to do the daily imagining, yeah. whatever thing that you have to do as part of like the formula and magnetism thing. Mm-hmm. And then the reparenting, there's, oh God, I have people hanging themselves right now. This, but uh, they want to hear this. Yes, um, they do. In the reparenting, there's some like moments where it's like what happens between like, uh, you know, when it's like you're a feet, you're in the womb and you're like, you oh. get back into the womb, but then like it's a period between like six years old and 13 and then 13 and 26. Oh. And 
And they're like things that like you've got to like check off a list and go into and ask yourself like, when did you learn that um, if you're not perfect, you don't deserve love or you, right. or if, uh, or I don't know. I, I can't, or sometimes I can't access that. I'm like, I don't I know. I know, I know. It's probably like a, an amalgamation. It's probably like. Honestly, I got stoned. It's really. I maybe I, I but, don't even smoke pot. I should start because I, yes. I'm like I'm like you, I've never smoked pot. I have no. I've done lots of drugs and I've done. Oh, okay. <sighs> I'm just like you know. I'm just like so overwhelmed because I'm trying. Well, to I don't do want to work. I don't want you to. No, no, I'm not. No, start something I'll that you shouldn't it. restart. No, like 2016 and 2017 is when I was like doing like DMT. I tried ketamine. And I like did TMT mm-hmm. twice and LSD and mushrooms and all these things. Now, now this year I'm like just trying not to even drink. But gotcha. I like, but I drank twice. Once, because I hung out with Bridie, and I was like, "Well, if Bridie's drinking, I want to uh-huh. bond with Bridie." Um, uh, anyway, but I'm like, I, it's like it's so bizarre because I'm like, I'm like, I can't get there. Am I not doing it right? Even the, the right, like, right, right, the, this reparenting thing and trying to get into the hypnosis, and I'm like, oh, then you do this thing and reparent where you imagine your magnetic family and your magnetic household. It sounds mm-hmm. like you had a nice, like, nurturing... I don't know what you had. That's not my business, but... <laughs> she's, like, no. shaking her head. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I had a great... But I have a... I mean, in, in terms of career stuff, yes. But well, see, Oh, see, I don't have that. That's the weird thing, because I'm all over the place right now. I just got to get this out, because this is all I've been dealing with, so I'm so happy to talk about it uh-huh. with you. And, uh, like... Yeah, so you have to, you like imagine your magnetic family and your magnetic house. Mm. So all of a sudden, my brain goes to like this beautiful, huge, bright, white, uh, like uh, Spanish style big house. I grew is up this, in apartments. Are you supposed to imagine that is how you grew up? Or yeah, it's like what you're you imagining want. what okay. you would have, what, what like what would have been a wonderful magnetic situation gotcha. that isn't what. You, so I guess whatever comes up for anybody. But what happened to me is all of a sudden. My magnetic house, this is the house that came to my mind. It's this huge with like a big kitchen and a dining room and yeah. a huge sunken living room and a Spanish style. Ooh, sunken, all, living room. sunken living room. <laughs> hardwood floors. There's, I don't know where we are, but uh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden they're like, imagine your magnetic parents. These are the people who are not your parents. Yeah. It, I guess it could be, you could imagine your parents in the way that you wish they had presented themselves and been mm-hmm. with you. But for me, all of a sudden, and this was prior to having Charlie McDowell, prior to having Charlie McDowell on my show. I imagined his stepfather, Ted Danson, and Mary Steenburgen. So while I was interviewing Charlie, well, that's great. all I wanted to tell him was, by the way, I'm doing this uh, workshop therapy, and uh, I've imagined your, your parents are my, my magnetic parents. Parents. Yeah, That's so funny. <laughs> because they just seem so happy and likable. Yeah. So, like, so all of a sudden, like Ted Danson is just like really encouraging me and my drawings with, yeah. with crayons and my thing. And then, but then you have to get back to like, like when, yeah, when... You, I don't know. I, I I can't. It's just hard for me to pinpoint. But then I guess a lot of the the work is like me as my best self. Yeah, going in and like take picking up six year old me in whatever workshop it is, the yeah, shadow yeah. one or the reparent or what have you, and being like, oh no, you're great, or like we're out of here, or like all oh, you're loved. It's just, and it's yeah. like I can't believe that that actually like I don't know if that's right if I'm doing the workshops right, right but it does make me feel better. And my new phrase, and that I'm not writing on my mirror, but I might as well be for like a movie. I'd be writing on lipstick on my like yeah. uh, bathroom mirror. It's like I want to be like unap- unapologetically, authentically me or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, um, oh, but I had this one epiphany. This is all the Lacey uh, Phillips workshop rant on this episode. But uh, I had this one epiphany where I I don't feel enough when I date mm-hmm. a man. 
I'll, I've, I'll date men who like have the career and life that I want for myself and mm-hmm. I like get, try to get close to it via dating. But then I'm internally very like, I'm really competitive and I'm like probably angry mm. and like, and I feel like if I date this man, it's like, it's like I'm, do- or I'm collecting, I don't know what I'm doing, but I also, I bet if you just like meditate on that a little bit more, you'll figure out what you're exactly what you're doing. I got to figure that out. Last thing that happened yesterday was, was, mm-hmm. was like, I imagined I was holding me as a baby. So I was like, mm-hmm. first off, my mom holding me as a baby. And then all of a sudden, but then it was like me looking at me as a baby. And I just looked at me and I went, this baby is enough. Like this baby doesn't have to do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I love that. My like, I will burst into tears. I, know, I will too. It's okay. I'm like, I love this baby. This baby has to do nothing to like mm-hmm. be loved and like deserve love. I am fully tearing up. Okay. That's good. And then I'm like, and yet like, I make it so hard for myself. I'm like, yeah. you know, and I and I'm like, I have to do all these things. I've got to like, part of me want, has wants to do all this shit in my life and accomplish stuff because I actually generally am creative and I like doing things and I love talking to people and I love writing. But I wonder if I wouldn't be as driven if I was okay with myself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's definitely this internal thing where I'm at odds with myself because I feel like I'm not doing all the things I need to do in order to like myself. So then yeah. I'm at, like, then I'm at odds with myself. Anyway, that's my whole spiel on that. And then there's, well, it, yeah, there's, it seems like there are things that are like, I should be doing this or should be doing that to whatever. And that's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. can we just like, let go of that should stuff, you know, like, and like, you know, you want to like take control of, over your life. So you try to put, things that you're like oh if I do this then then I'll you know like and which is kind of also what we're doing with the Lacey Phillips stuff but so it's like at the same time we're trying to let go but also like the motivation is because we want things and we want to manifest them so it's like it's very complicated and confusing yeah um and also just trying to relearn patterns that you've just like have inside you or like that you don't even know that you have or like it's so it's a lot of work and one of the things that I um, have had an epiphany about um, is like that, and I got this through shadow workshop stuff, which um, like Charles pointed out that I'd have the need to be the best. And and it, what's so interesting about that is that like spiritually philosophy, my philosophy is that that no one's better than anyone else. Like, yes, if you're, you know, like there are some people who are smarter than other people that doesn't make that person better or whatever. Um, that's just like my religion, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, but that doesn't mean that that's not how I conduct myself through life and in the world. And that I do have this like desire to want to be better than other people. And like subconsciously, and at the same time, I have a feeling of worthlessness, which they're both the same thing. And so I end up like choosing guys who tar- like very specifically target both of those things where it's like, I am definitely going to abandon you. Um, and, but I, I have this feeling like, but if I'm the best, then I, I won't like, if I can show you I'm the best, then y- you, you won't. Um, and that will make me the best because you're the guy that, that never has a girlfriend, but I'm going to be your girlfriend and, yeah. and I'm going to prove that I'm, I'm the best spiritually and the best like, like, like person that you want to like see, be seen with and all that shit. Yeah. And, but they like literally have told me I, I have commitment issues, but, but like, and I hear that and I'm like, 
no, I'm, and I'm like in my, and, and I would, before I would get so confused because the other thing that I'm also attracted to is them being like, oh my God, you're so amazing. This, this and that. And like, I never get to talk to people this way, you know, like love stuff and whatever, but because, and they also like often have a status about them that like, if that person thinks that you're cool, then you're cool. Oh, I so know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So like it, they have both those things where they're both like, so I've always been like, I don't think that I, I'm like attracted to, to people who are emotionally unavailable because like what I'm attracted to is how much they like me. But there it, it's like, it's that. And that if I don't do well enough, I'm going to be abandoned and lost. And like, yeah, that sucks. I, I understand what you mean. It's all sinking in. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I, Oh God. I know. I, I do a really similar thing. And I go, wow, but if I can keep him, that means something. Because mm-hmm. maybe he's been unavailable to other people. Mm-hmm. And this guy is so... And yeah, that's another I'm thing. I'm the special one. I'm the special one. And also, like, I definitely love, love the status thing. I love that so much. Yeah. It's like, I feel like maybe that's disgusting to say out loud right. or whatever. But that's why I said something along the lines of, like, yeah, I want the guy who's accomplished a lot of things. Right. Not even necessarily because I want to be him and take that back, but also because, yeah, it means something. I got... This person, he's brilliant. I must be this. Right. And he, he sees, you know, my worth and how special I am. And yet they are always, for me, emotionally. Yeah. And I see the red flags. They tell you. They tell you. You see they their literally behavior. Tell you. They literally tell other, you. Other people tell you. <laughs> Everyone is like, you. I don't know. I stay away from him. I don't like that. And you're like, no, no, no. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I know. I know. So I'm a gonna, big girl. What are we going to do? Like, I don't know, reparent or whatever it is. I, I mean, like, <laughs> just to retrain ourselves. I mean, I, I truly, like, before, I don't think I would have... I, I do have hope that it, with my next thing that I'll see the red flags and say no. And it's pr- particularly because, like, I've come out of things and been like, okay, the only times that I actually felt empowered in this certain scenario is when I said no. And like, even though that meant that I don't get to see that person anymore, like that was, I should have said no so much earlier and not, not because then I would have been able to keep them, but just because practicing and practicing my self-worth has actually really helped in, in other areas as well. Like when certain things that I'm like, Oh, I'm like nervous to have that phone call about business or whatever, but I'm like, no, I see this as opportunity to just ask for what I need. And then, and like, it's a little bit scary, but now I'm like kind of excited to have those conversations. And, yeah. and whenever like, there's just little, little things that I practice, like I get an email from someone that like, would you read my script? And I'm like, no, you know, like, yeah. and then, and then that just I like didn't helps. I need to, sorry. With, just kidding. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> I know. It could have been. <laughs> God, no, but I'm, you know, like, mm-hmm. like particularly from people that I'm like, we saw each other six months ago and you yeah. want me to read your script? No, no, no. You're so, no. I do the exact same thing and it's like, it's scary. You're like, oh God, I want to tell them exactly how I feel, but I have the people pleaser. I don't want to get mad at me right, or, right. or just too scared. Yeah. I've been noticing that too. And you just say what you need, you throw it out there and all of a sudden you get like, and you just, oh, you better feel open. Yes. Yeah. It just feels better. And then like, and they're not even mad at you anyway. No. Or yeah. I mean, if they are, then that's their, that's their shadow. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh yeah. That's their shadow. <laughs> I'll take that. They can go fuck themselves. Think back. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, I feel like I just reach rock bottom so many times and now yeah. I don't know what it is, but I feel like even even if I don't do my daily reprogramming exercise every single day for the next three months, and I am, and I will, mm-hmm. and I am, I feel like... <laughs> Sorry, I've had to burp and I don't want to do it in the mic. <laughs> I, I know you, you to, hate that. No, I want you to 
doing now? And I'm like, this is for me. It's just like work for me to do. Um, I don't know. I feel like even just like doing this work makes me go, well, now you can't put up with the bullshit because you're awake. Like you've been awoken to all of it. Like you yeah. can't. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like you really know when you're betraying yourself. Do you have asthma? No. It's, oh. it's my Listerine mint, mint spray. Do you want oh, me? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> are you on Raya? No, they won't let me on Raya. They won't let you on Raya. Are you how kidding? Do I, do, I don't know how to do this. Oh, just one. open mouth. Okay. Wait, but we can pump it a little bit. Okay. I see. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. The podcast Woo. has begun, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. gee. Wait, so what are you looking for? Can I ask you a personal question oh, like that? Oh, of course. And I'll do my list totally. after. Oh, God. Is that what this is? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to complain about Raya. <laughs> Wait, we want to complain to Raya? By the way, I'll I think- complain to Raya. Raya, if you're listening, yeah, um, I just didn't know that you had to. I, I tried to get on like a couple years ago, and I didn't know that you had to have a um, a reference. Yeah, but now I'm your reference. And, no, but uh, I've I've already done. I've I've already applied, and they'll never let me have a reference number again. What? I'm just like on the wait list, and you're just like, sorry. Are you sure? I. Yes. Okay. All right. She knows I was going to send you the thing. And then and we have all these questions rolling. So many people have sent me the thing. Oh, my God. I'm like, it doesn't work. But I also, I honestly, like, I hate the app so much that, like, it it literally kills my soul. And I'm, like, I have been, been, like, I don't like them. And that's okay. You don't have to whatever. But but having also the, like, thought of, like, well, if you really want to try, then, like, just like put your discomfort of that aside but i'm like honestly it really is more just like not authentic to me i don't i don't and i've i've been on other apps and it does and they've been mostly the dates are fine there it's just that they're like i mean immediately i'm like oh no you know (laughs) but but he's nice like nothing wrong with him and and also like what's been nice about what i learned from that was that like if i get rejected it's not it's not that I'm not pretty enough or whatever enough. It's that like I he doesn't feel himself around me, whatever that is. Like, oh, and that's, that's a good point because that's what it is for me when I meet someone. That's like, oh, I thought their picture was cute, and I saw him. It wasn't that. Oh, he wasn't cute. It's just like I don't feel like me. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel my most authentic. Yes, mag- magnetic self. and that's what I want (laughs) me too but here's where I get confused sometimes I don't I confuse my intuition Mm -hmm. with self-worth where I'll be around somebody that I'm like they could be great for me but I give them all I give all my power away and I like shrink myself and I get all like shy. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like my, like what I'll do is I'll, I'll meet up with somebody and they'll be really handsome and super funny. And, mm. but I can't be my complete self with them because oh. I feel so insecure. Right, right, right. And then I'll go, oh, you know what? That's my intuition telling me that this bonehead, this bozo isn't right for right, me. Right. That is confusing. But really it's not my intuition. It's me like, and they're here and I need to raise my self-worth to go like. Right. Well, I think it's both. I mean, cause I think that could also be red flags like oh this person doesn't make me feel good so but like isn't it me who has to make myself well but feel are, good? haven't you been with a man that you did feel good with like i don't even know anymore i know i'm not even kidding <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on in my life but, anymore like do you have any like experience where you're like oh i felt really good at least in yes. for a moment like yeah. with this person i thought they were super attractive and i knew that they thought i was attractive and all that stuff like and yeah it all it's like so that's isn't that how it should feel and yeah, then so it does exist so, but but i know what you mean with like self-worth but but I think that, like, in those 
the, with those certain people, they're, they're targeting something that I think, I really think, I, cause I also have an energy healer. Um, <laughs> a Reiki. Okay. We'll talk about well, that in a minute. She does Reiki, but, oh. but it's more, it's more like therapy, but, okay. um, but like th- those feelings of intuition that you're having, I used to kind of think of them as like my enemy because like particularly now when I'm thinking about like certain times where I've been like walking around with a guy and what it's say what what it was saying to me was like what what I was hearing at least the from the feelings was um, be better be more perfect like d- come on like don't lose him you know and like scarcity or whatever but actually now that what I think it was was it's not enough he's not giving you enough love like it's not. This is not enough for you. Okay. And that's not, and so it's not like I need to match up to his level of self-worth. Like I, I want someone to meet me at where I feel good about myself and I'm no, I don't feel good right now. And like, not necessarily because I, I I mean, I think maybe it's a mixture of both, but like at least with that other, with like, you know, those situations, it's like, it's definitely not right. Whether it's like self worth or, th- or like whatever, whatever. It's yeah. like not it, your alarm. They're trying like it's alarm system that's trying to protect you and be like, hey, okay. I hope so because here's what happens. Okay. I was talking about. I think I talked about this on uh, Dan and Kelly's podcast oh, or yeah. something. But were you on the podcast? I was. You are so funny. I love how you're like. Oh yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're just hilarious. Um, <laughs> I see myself in you. Oh, good. <laughs> and I think I'm... <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. But uh, I just... Uh, oh, well, I... Oh, my God, I don't even know. I mean, how much are we sharing on this? But I just uh, have always identified more with my brain. Mm-hmm. And I... And I yeah. and when I'm around a very classically, traditionally, like, handsome person... Like, mm-hmm. let's let's take it to this level. Let's do it. And as if... If I were somehow on a date... Let's both be on separate dates Great. on our own time. Can't wait. Uh, with Chris Ugh. Pratt. Let's say Chris Pratt. Okay. Uh, if he, let's say, this is happening. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's say he's the most lovely guy and I'm sure he is wonderful, living his life, um, happy to be on the date with, with, on both of our dates, you know, on mm-hmm. the date he's on with you, the date he's on with me. I just know internally I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm an ugly freak. He's right. so normal. Um, or Chris Evans or any of the Chris's who are classically <laughs> handsome. I, I, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, they're all like the same to me, but I, in a different way, unless any of them are listening. Okay. So... I feel like, isn't it on me or is it that, is it, how can it be that they're wrong? Isn't it the internal me going like, if I could just, if I could just get over my insecurities and self-worth like minutiae or issues, Mm -hmm. couldn't I just coexist with anybody? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of like a combination of both where it's like, I mean, I'm not an expert. (laughs) Are you not an expert? She's no expert. Look, I'm no expert here. But what I am kind of learning is that like, if if it actually is a like good connection, you're you're, you're going to feel good. You just will, yeah. It, like because I think that he'll he'll make it clear to you that he thinks that you're attractive, you know, and like he'll he'll you'll feel that, and like you will anytime that you like the best sex that I have is when like they the person is like super obviously into me and I'm obviously into them, you know, like, and that's what just like a date should be like. It's like, Oh, it's so obvious that like it feels good. And like, if it doesn't and like, 
I think with the, where the self-worth comes in, where it's not like if I can match my self-worth up to him, it's just more like, I, oh, I don't like this. Like this doesn't match what I want. Yeah. And that's not good enough for me. Sorry, and so, Chris Pratt. This yeah. does not feel good to me. Yeah. You're lovely, but I just, for whatever reason, I just did not feel good. And I have to be authentic to me and my feelings. Yeah. Because you want, true. you want someone who like makes you feel like great. Yeah. And he's not making you feel great for whatever reason. Not that he's not, he's being an asshole Chris, or whatever. You're great. You're it's great. not that, like, it doesn't mean he's bad or whatever. Yeah. It's so confusing. I don't know when I get all turned around. Maybe I'm like doing too much. I'm looking too much into myself. I don't know. I just feel twisted and like, I don't know where everything. Because, but it's also just like his hotness isn't necessarily like, that's not like, yeah, what you need, you know, like, yeah, necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's not. <laughs> yes, that's actually true. Yeah. Oh God, I saw a photo of Ian McKellen from when he was like in his twenties. Well, what 30s. do you what do you want? God, he's gorgeous. Is, is he good? He's I so haven't, gorgeous. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked. Did you say what you want? No, I, I'll but say I asked after you. you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, do you drink? By the way, or do you only smoke pot. Um, I. <laughs> I don't drink too. I I do both, but like, but very minimally. Not not because of it. Just literally because I get headaches and I smoke pot to help my headaches and um and to get hypnotized. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have a drink if like I'm at a bar and it's like let's get a drink. I'm like okay, but I don't. I usually only get one drink and it's like maybe twice a month that I do. That. Oh, that's good. That's so smart. I always like to ask people because I feel like my life only gets better when I don't drink. Yeah. And I mean, I if I'm also like my system is so sensitive. Like me I too. I if I have more than one drink, then I don't feel good the next day, and I don't like not feeling good. So, are uh, are you an Aquarius? I'm an Aries. I don't know what that means. I thought I'd ask, <laughs> but uh, and oh, do you drink a lot of coffee? Um, I, I am now, no, no, I've never had too bad of an addiction to coffee. Like it doesn't actually, like some people are like, I gotta have a glass of coffee, a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually also now per- going off of it because of my migraines. So. Oh, wow. I have migraines. I don't know if I've mentioned that yeah. yet. Um, <laughs> I hope I don't give you one. No. I hope this whole podcast doesn't give you one, but, um. Oh yeah, no, because I feel like I, I'm very sensitive to things too, and I think I have to stop drinking coffee because it just rattles me. Yeah, yeah, it just makes me crazy, and I have so much like anxious energy, right. which I actually like having, and I like friends who have it. I think it's funny and makes them so interesting. Do you want a partner who has that? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, you want to know what I want in a partner? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go first. But by the way, am I able to order like Postmates style CBD gummy bears? Because I like CBD stuff for my body. There's a um, website. That I use, and I can't remember what God it's damn. called. Will you text um, me later? Yes, I'll or, text you later. But if you think but of it during the podcast so they can hear it. Too. I will. I don't think I'll remember it, but, okay. but maybe it's, you can. Yeah, you can just order Re-edit CBD. it in. You can, yeah, you can just drop it in there. Uh, but yeah, I have a, a delivery service. And you can just order CBD on, gummies? Yeah, online. And you How much are they? Talk to anyone. I don't I, I don't order those, but okay. I usually have joints. But And okay. I don't, I think those are like $18. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. All right. What do I want? Okay. If, if I really say it, oh God, it's humiliating. Why? Oh, it's really not. Okay, so <laughs> I want them my age, around my age, or older. I don't think I want somebody younger. Mm-hmm. Somebody in their mid thirties, mm-hmm. tall, my height or taller, because mm. I'm five yeah. eleven, and I want to tall. Are you tall too? I'm five eight, but, but oh. so that's I'm wearing heels. Um, I'm wearing slight heels, cowboy boots. So, yeah, cowboy boots. What size heels. is your foot? Nine and a half. I'm an eleven. 
Wow. I just, I really was like, oh my God, she's 5'11". We both, no. we can share shoes. <laughs> we can share shoes. Forget it. <laughs> no, Never but, mind. But, um... I'm I'm like tall enough that I know what it's like to be a tall, but like being five eleven, that would be rough. It's rough out there. It's rough. And then I'm like, you know, <laughs> then I pretend like I don't care, but because like, people get upset. Fucking do. I do I know. because I'll I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm on Raya, and then I'll hide myself, and I really don't like apps either. So I should just whatever. But anyway, but I'll be like I'm five eleven, and then people will be like, oh, that seems like it's a big big deal to you. Men will write to me. That seems like it's a big deal to you. And I'm like, well, we're not meeting in person. We're not getting a physical right. vibe. And they're like, well, that's like if I asked you how big your tits are. And I'm like, is no, it? No, it's not. Because <laughs> when you're just at the supermarket standing next to a stranger, you get a gauge on height. But yeah. I'm not asking, you know, it's not like I'm asking to see his private. I don't right. say dick. I was probably, oh God, if I say private, I don't know what that means in my psyche. Some kind of emotionally stunted thing right. happened. Anyway. His private parts. His private parts. Um, tall, I, I don't know. And all the, I want him to be, I want to trust him. I want him to be mm-hmm. kind. I, I don't want him to be some neggy, mean, shit when you, when you say trust him, what do you, what would make you trust him? Like, I just want to feel safe around him. Like, he's not uh, and looking who, for the next best thing or yeah. going to fuck some girl or be a cheater. I really want to just feel like this guy's and got principles and morals. And, wh- when do you feel safe? I don't think I've ever felt safe. Wait, when do I feel safe? Yeah, like... When- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. Um, when do I feel safe? Like, when, in what situation would I feel safe? Yeah, like what makes... What, what in another person makes you feel safe? I want him to uh, do what he says he's going to do, be good with his word... Uh, just like an... Un- just a feeling. Just when you're mm-hmm. with the person, if, if we, you know, we have intuition... That you know, you always feel. I feel like intuition is real, and some mm-hmm. people don't listen to it. I just, I just want this like quiet sense of knowing that this guy is a good person who isn't going, isn't doing anything secretive or creepy or weird behind my back, making me look like a fool, liking scandalous photos of other girls mm-hmm. on Instagram. Ideally, he wouldn't even be on social media because he'd be <laughs> above that. But I mean, uh, yeah, great sexual chemistry. We laugh a ton. Mm-hmm. We travel well together. We can be quiet together. We talk. We like go to a dinner party because all of a sudden, you know, we're being invited to dinner parties. That's happening. But uh, yeah, and like, and then we go home or on the way home, we're like, un- we both enjoy un- talking about every aspect, you know, every detail of what happened at the mm-hmm. dinner party. Like, remember mm-hmm. that moment when so and so said yeah, the yeah. thing? Was that? I don't know. I just want somebody I can. I want to be able to be my complete self with him. Yeah. And not feel like I've got to change how I behave on this podcast or in my mm-hmm. writing or feel like I can't. I just want somebody who makes my life better and vice versa. And we're like, we inspire each other and I respect him. I want him to be doing something that makes I'm like, wow, like mm-hmm. I, he's with me. That's a big deal. That's because that's sexy to me. So I want him to be mm-hmm. like probably powerful and taller and stylish and great sex and laughing and talking and kind and like a solid person because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't I want I do want to get like I want a real thing I don't want any more of these like two month tris with mm-hmm. mm, I don't know like uh, narcissist addict mm-hmm. people yeah is this so boring no yeah. it's fascinating <laughs> you know no, like a, somebody you'd have a kid with somebody you go like oh he doesn't mm-hmm. smoke and we are gonna make a great life together mm-hmm. and we're going to have people over to our house and it's just going to, and then we're going to like, I don't know, just a beautiful, solid life with integrity and, like, <laughs> yeah. and where you're like, Oh my God, he fully accepts me. 
mm-hmm. and vice versa. And and you feel like good about yeah. having a kid with the person because you're like, oh my god, I feel solid. This is great. He's yeah. my he's my person. I, don't, I really hope that exists. I think I've seen yeah. it. I thought, I, and I don't want an open relationship. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but like you were, I feel like you were getting there with what makes you feel safe in terms of like, oh, I like want to go to a party and talk. Like, what are like the specific things that? Uh, like make you feel safe in in terms of like instead of being like oh I want to trust him like what okay. makes you trust someone like when like uh, like he calls me like yeah yeah, like yeah he calls me on the phone or he uh, he's thoughtful and he like you know mm-hmm. or he picks stuff up and he or, or like if I'm stressed out he comes and grabs me takes me out to dinner he brings me fl- I mean these aren't I'm, I'm, no no that's no that's great flowers. though because like things that that's what you know when you're like oh that makes me f-, when you see that those things happening then yeah. you know okay that's I feel safe because this it, is what that's what I'm looking in for in the morning we wake up he makes coffee or he yeah. goes and gets coffee or you just feel like oh god I have a partner in my life and I and these are I, I would do the same it's not like I'm not just no, asking totally. for some guy yeah. to you know I'm like super loving and doting and all this stuff but I just just uh, and how I feel when like other women are around, and does he mm-hmm. seem like a like just I don't know like he's got one foot out the door and right. wants to fuck everything else, or it's just kind of shady. It just I feel like it's just a feeling, but maybe I can't even trust my feelings anymore. I don't know. Uh, I could go. I don't know. I could go over to his house at any right. moment, just sleep over. He just I don't know. Just yeah. so many things. It's embarrassing. It's just a podcast that so I'm like really. <laughs> really going for it yeah going I don't know what about you this is your turn now you're like I don't know just a guy <laughs> no I don't know that was, um, I'm so exposed <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> that was so uncomfortable well I'm, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable but, I, but I'm in, interested in what are like those specific things that that you know I, and it's just like it's on that there's nothing there's no shame in wanting any of that no, that's all me. very like but i couldn't even I, nice and like i think people like you and me have like shame about being like could he get me coffee in the morning it's just like <laughs> that's like so <laughs> fucking normal and yet i don't think that i've ever had it you know like or whatever yeah, you know, like had, well tell me what you want and then i can learn from you um uh, you know it's funny because i just i've been looking at Lacey's um Instagram and she's like gearing up for her partnership thing and wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs> and I, I guess it was on her Instagram that she said this but she, she was like think or oh actually it was in shadow yeah well, never mind. it was in shadow but she was like think of uh, find people that um <laughs> sorry but like because this is just ridiculous what expanders. I'm about to say. I guess they're expanders, but but I can't remember what she said this. She didn't use that word, but basically like um, fantasy people, like you know celebrities or whatever. And I was like, well, my sexual awakening was Keanu Reeves and Speed. Oh wow, one hundred percent. And so <laughs> like I love it. And like and what she, she talks about, she's like, what is it? about that person, like really boil down the things that you like are really into about this fantasy thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't even think like realize how, like how much, cause, cause it's not Keanu Reeves in any other movie. Like he's hot for sure, but 
in speed. And it, and I realized that, oh, it's also his dynamic with Sandra. I'm like, yes! <laughs> They're like fucking partners. And he, and he like respects her. He's like, because when he's like, how'd you learn how to drive like that, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> like, but also he's like, so it's like, he, he like really respects her and he's like impressed by her. And then also like, um, uh, is super protective and won't like protective. I didn't, that was not on my list at all. And all I want, I know, but, and it wasn't on my list at all until I like watched speed again. And I was like, he's protective and brave. Um, and, uh, and like, doesn't leave her at the end. Like he, he's on the fucking train that derails and well, she's handcuffed to it. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, and like, uh, and like her last, her literally her last lines are like, you didn't leave me. You didn't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting chills. Yeah. Anyway. And it's just like that. Oh God, I want someone who like is going to stay with me, even though there's a bomb strapped to my chest um, Yes, and is on the bus and he's coming back. You know, he's coming back onto the, like what there's a point where he, he's like, I have to get off the bus because of whatever reason. And they're like, he's not going to come back. And she's like, he's going to come back. That and is, he comes back. That is such a great point. I know. <laughs> Did one of your parents leave? My dad died. Oh God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How old are you? Two. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. And so brave, protective, um, reliable, um, but, and that, those are like kind of just the like fantasy aspects. And also he's so hot. Like I'm so attracted to him. He's yeah. so fucking hot. So and like, hot. and also gentle when he like, um, when they kiss at the end, he's like very, he's sensitive, but also ha- like very capable is the other thing. Like super ha- like knows how to do things. I don't know how to do. I'm going to steal this. I'm going oh, to totally. this and I'm going to write that all down. And, and you should also watch speed. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. Capable, yeah. sensitive, respects you. Yeah. Um, gentle. And like we're partners and doesn't leave is definitely going to come back. Um, all that shit. Anyway. Um, then, and then on a more like things that I noticed that I like, I just want it to be easy. I want to have really good conversations. I really love, like, I actually like people who are, um, like other people find them obnoxious because, because I like that they talk a lot and that I can like, engage with them because if I'm with someone who's quiet it might be very quiet and I grew up in a very quiet family which I love them but like I I want I want more energy and more like point of views and interesting observations and um like uh discussion that I I feel smart and I think that they're smart and they bring bring like someone who's who's honestly as smart as me which is not like I don't, I don't mean to like brag about myself, but like I've often been with guys that I've been like thought that they were from like, when I think about I'm like, no, I'm so much smarter than they are on like a both spiritual level and yeah. this level. But like, I've been dumbing myself down a little bit just to like, because I like them or whatever. Um, and, um, and like someone who wants to go to bed at 1130, <laughs> wants to leave the party at the same time that I want to leave the party and, um, uh, has, um, just wants to be partners and like is excited by that and is like, thinks I'm so sexy and I think they're sexy and, um, we have great chemistry in bed and all that stuff. Um, 
and that we're always like um uh expanding and trying to like grow we're always growing um yeah i love I think that. that's it i mean that's not it but no, <laughs> those are the core ones that's fantastic and i totally relate to the the leaving things i'll do that with men or like i'll make a joke even if we're on the phone together or i don't know I'll, in moments i've actually verbalized like oh you don't go like don't leave <laughs> one more sec hold on no, 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 don't go and like I think I'm saying it, like, it's a joke but it's not because both right, right. my mom and my dad were always leaving or I was always right, waiting right. for them they were always out of town I was like born into this like life to these people where there was really no room for me right so I was like and I yeah it takes me a long time to get to know someone to trust someone oh yeah and I, I pretend to have like it's also like tr- why I don't like the apps because I'm always like I don't know you yeah who I don't are fucking you? Know you and they're not even connected to to you via to, like your friend. lives yeah yeah no. it's so weird you're right like it, it's just too much so, like mm-hmm. I've come out of nowhere and it takes me a long time to trust someone but I, I'm never really honest about that and I and so I, I feign this kind of like sense of like false intimacy or immediate intimacy yeah. and. And getting along and everything's great and yeah. it's quippy and witty and whatever. Yeah. I also, I want to be not afraid to tell them what I need and the things that I need are kind of like, I need you to tell me that you love me like all the time. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> like, you'll, you'll go away. And if I haven't heard from you from an hour, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You need to be reassured. <laughs> yeah. You need to be reassured yeah. constantly. And I totally want to be protected. That's such a good point. Like yeah. I want to be protected. I don't want to feel abandoned. And I like, and sometimes it's interesting because I'll date somebody in the past, I've dated men where I've like, I've been very like, I've just tested them mm-hmm. a ton to see what they could put up with, to see if they would stay. And then eventually, like, it's exhausting for them and I'm just acting mm-hmm. out as, and it's not their fault and I'm just right. acting out on them. Interesting. And, but then we'll remain friends. And then five years later, we're still friends, even though the relationship didn't work out. And right. I'm like, like, why are, <sighs> well, then I'm like, oh my God, you're still in my life. Like, I know you so much better now. I trust you. Right. And yet I expected to have all of that in like these right. like the first three weeks of us dating, the first 10 days or whatever. Yeah. And that's so odd. So yeah, it really does take a long time, which is makes me... Makes, I, it's funny. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't test them enough. I'm so like, whatever you need. You know, that's where I'm at <laughs> like, now. That's where right. I just got to where I'm like, oh I'm my the, God, I'm you like, chose I'm, me. I'm the cool girl. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, if you aren't ready... And like, that's so stupid. Like, just fucking like be clear with yourself and yeah. be honest with yourself what you want and if it's not being matched. Yeah, I had a, not a date the other day. I was hanging out with a guy that I had made out with a long time ago. He's just my friend now, but we don't see each other very often. So when we do hang out, it's like, you're, I'm not sure if it's like, is it romantic? Is it just yeah, a friend yeah. thing? I'm yeah, pre- yeah. It's just a friend thing. If it was going to happen, it would have already happened and it's just not happening. And that's fine. It's better that way. He's unavailable, but there's always this like layer of like, it's kind of flirty, mm-hmm. but so the other day we're at, we end up at dinner. We went on a walk. We went to dinner, and I can I know that I'm not the girl for him. He wants something else. Mm-hmm. He's unavailable to me, but he's still kind of being flirty with me. And I just thought, well, I'll make this real easy for both of us. And I just started telling him about like the Lacey Phillips yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. Not even the Lacey Phillips work. Yeah, a little bit actually. Yes, I was. But then I went, you know, uh. I hit rock bottom. I and I realized, you know, I want something real. I want to get married. I want to have a kid. Yeah. So I was just saying that at the dinner because I thought I have nothing to lose because first, like, let you me completely definitely terrify have nothing him. to lose. Well, yeah, because he's not for me anyway. No, but also like, if he's he was my, for you, then like, oh, it he would have also mattered. want that. Oh, like, yeah, you're so, with me. Yeah, yeah. 
but that's a good point. But I just thought like I didn't want to like live in that gray area of like I'm gonna present myself as like whatever happens. And, like I, yeah, I wanted to be like no. very clear on like where I'm at because because all I wanted that hang session to be was a friendship, yeah. and I and I just didn't even want to live in that murky area because I just don't have time for like murky stuff. Yeah. Like I don't want some 26 year old guy, yeah, uh, who wants to hang out. It's like that's not. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to date a smoker. You no. smoke, you do drugs, not interested. You're an addict, you're this, you're that. You live in New York. I've, I've done so many long distance relationships too, which is like, mm-hmm. I think about control and, or just being used to that feeling of like people being far, like feeling mm-hmm. abandoned kind yeah, of, yeah. and like this tug, tugging of, anyway, whatever. And uh, yeah. Well, know. what happened on the, on the date thing? Yeah. I mean, then that was great. He was just listening and then he was talking about his life and where he's at. And it just was like a friend. It was just like being real. We were just right. real with each yeah, other yeah. And, and that's great. Well, I think that's also another the way that I've also been practicing just self-worth and like being in like just because this guy's cute doesn't mean that I this needs to be a date I just want to connect with this person in yeah. whatever like, way it is and like then it just is like oh this is great you know like yeah and maybe in the future I don't know but or not and I just like ha- having being like oh I don't have to like feel trying to make this thing yeah, a thing and then yeah, I'm a yeah. failure if I don't or if he doesn't want me I'm a failure because it's yeah. about him yeah like do I even like this person do I even right. like this guy and also right now I feel like I'm so highly sensitive I'm like I just want to be friends with everybody so what yeah whatever happens at least you're you're building that foundation that you need that I need because I need to like trust someone mm-hmm. so it's okay to move sl- I don't know anyway I really have you seen an unmarried woman yes <laughs> This is one of my favorite movies in the whole world. And that's the guy, the guy she ends up with, spoiler alert to mm-hmm. everybody who's not going to see this movie because you can't find it anywhere, which is like, oh, I feel really? like it's like society's... How uh, did I see it when I... I think it was when I like ordered in a Netflix DVD. Anyway, go on. I gotta, I gotta buy it, but it's like $70 for the DVD. No. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But um, it should be on Filmstruck, but it's not. Anyway, so... You know the guy she ends up with? I forget. Oh, honestly. God. So it's like, uh, I forgot what the lady's name is, the actress. Uh, but she ends up with, like, she gets a divorce. Her yeah. husband cheats on her. Her whole world is turned upside down. She's, they've got like a 16 year old daughter. And then she works at an art gallery. We should remake this movie. She works at an art uh-huh. gallery, meets this artist, Alan Bates, with like a mop top of hair, and he's English, and he's an artist, and he uh-huh. feels his feelings, and he's all passionate, and he loves her, and he's like solid. And I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. That guy, where he's like, has a lot to say, bombastic personality, yeah, but he's yeah. like brilliant, like loves her, respects her. She's her own person. He's his own person. Then together they're like this force when they're always growing or whatever. Yeah. Yes, that's what I want. Awesome. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't, you said my, he wasn't like hot, right? Uh, I guess, I guess I got to, I don't know. Maybe he's not hot. I think he's handsome. I don't remember. I don't, he's the, like just the way floppy, you said the mop of a head. Flop, maybe. No, <laughs> like, flop, is he gross? Mop top. No, floppy hair, <laughs> floppy head of hair, like a mop top. But, but, he's, uh, but he's attractive. But I think he's attractive. Yeah. But he's not like Chris Pratt. Are we into Chris Pratt? No, but just the no, way that you Chris, said no, no, he's the way shaggy, that you had shaggy said hair. it before. No shaggy hair. What I mean is like the way you said like, like what gross. if I want Chris like Chris Pratt like you don't even want someone that's hot. You know what I mean? Like, well, I like it's not about self. I like bizarre faces. Like oh my god. Yeah. Like I like Steve Buscemi, David Lynch, right. Ian McKellen. Apparently, when he's in his early thirties, <laughs> he's a babe. Anyway, Good. but where am I leaving? Tell me about your your healer because I want to do get, get like a Reiki healing that I read about on. Native, free and native dot com. Oh, cool. Um, she she does do Reiki, but it's more this? it's more like a therapy session, and it's about she does a free um one hour session. What phone, phone session? So you should try. Oh my god, I'm gonna get this number. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Her name is Maxine Dillon, and she um. And I'll give you her number, but um. She. 
she like specializes in uh, people, the creative people. So uh, I'm, I'm creative. Yeah. I'm re- <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so she like, uh, what's in- different from her than therapy is that she like gets in touch with, she, it's basically like working on your intuition and understand and like communicating with your, like the feelings that you're having and, and like, in, in cor- it's kind of like incorporating shadow stuff and being like, what do you need from me right now? Like, what is it that, wh- what are you trying, because your body is like, um, doesn't have words, but it is the most communicate. It's communicating to you way better than your brain is. Um, but it doesn't have words. So it's just about you figuring out how to interpret your, what's, what's going on and taking care of that stuff and yeah. like feel like when you're like I'm having anxiety it's like where are you feeling it and you're like oh I'm feeling it in my throat and I'm feeling it in my where whatever yeah I don't know <laughs> I get stage fright sometimes or like mm. or even I get scared to do these things oh these things or like Q&A's I'll like moderate Q&A's Ooh. moderating that's scary do you get scared doing that I haven't done it <laughs> but I've been like oh I don't know I don't but being know, on but panels or doing things like that on, or on TV I on panels I feel nor usually I feel fine yeah um, there are some, I was just on a panel recently that I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to say probably. What was the inter- internal feeling? What are you talking the about? The internal feeling was panic, panic and like stage fright. And I was, and it was because the people that I was around, I was like, oh, these are not, this is, I'm un- unsafe here. Um, you're unsafe there. Yeah. Like it was, I, mean, I was, I was fine, but I mean, but it was like, oh, these are the, I don't, I don't associate with this kind of I can't I, I'll look at it yeah I Tell can't get it yeah. <laughs> yeah yikes oh god um well when what's now oh, wait oh, by the way so with the self-worth thing with the Ooh. what's happening is there like a is there a, a is riot Russell, is in Russell the, Brand, in the comic place? store yeah I heard Russell Brand was uh doing comedy downstairs oh really maybe he's back right now people are freaking out I don't know I used to be so in love with him he has a perfect addict it's like what time it's like 1pm <laughs> I don't know what day is it Fre- Wednesday tell Thursday tell girls uh, who look up to you oh my god all of them like like about <laughs> like when you go to like <laughs> give them advice because like, let's say when you went into Fort Tilden yeah and you, you guys are making it and I imagine, does it make it like, do you feel more solid doing it when you have a partner? Is it really lovely having like... It is great having a partner yeah. if it's the right partner. Yeah. Um, but the, the um, you know, now that I've <laughs> Lacey Phillips, I'd be like, if it's a hell yes, then it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. But yeah. if it's a hell yes, then you got to jump off the cliff and that's fucking scary. So there's like, that is a new incorporation to the advice I would give. I would also say that something that made, I think... Fort Tilton successful and what I notice with other people where I see them get kind of caught up is, um, first of all, we set a dead, we set deadlines for ourselves and it it wasn't just like our own, our own like self-imposed deadlines. It was like in six weeks, we're going to hold a reading of the script. Um, and we're inviting people that we want to (laughs) impress. So it has to be good. Like you can't, so that way it's not like, I want to have a draft of the script done in this time for me. Like that won't work. Like you need to be accountable for your, with, with other people as well. And like, we didn't have the full draft of that script until the night before the reading. And that, that night before the reading, we figured out what the ending was and we're like, Oh yeah, let's do it. 
Um, and the, the actors were like, when are we going to get a script? Yeah. <laughs> beat it. Like, Get out of here. Shut yeah. up. Um, and then we had the reading, which the script wasn't perfect, but it was in like, this is what the movie is going to be. And we just need to figure out what, like what to cut and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was ex- super helpful. And then, um, not being too precious about your thing. And, and also that when you're writing, like you get, you get to a place where you hit a wall and it, everything feels terrible and bad. And that's just always going to happen. Like there's no, there's no day you wake up and you have a perfect idea of what a script should be. And then you write it and then it's great. Like in every situation I've been in and every writer's room I've been in and every, everything that I've done, you get to a place where you feel terrible and like shit and it's like not going to work. And you just have to know that that's part of the process and that's, you're figuring out the path and that, that, that those couple of days feel terrible, but they're, that's, they're just necessary and I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, and then again with the not taking things to like being, not being too precious about it. Like I went to film school with so many people who like want their first feature to be like the best thing that's ever touched. I don't know, cinema, um, the the silver screen. Um, and so that, and like what they want is just the result and you just have to really enjoy the process along the way and be like, I think this is funny and it's making me laugh. So it's funny enough. And it's just, it's just good enough. You know, like it doesn't have to be brilliant. It's just, what something you like and if you don't like a scene figure out what you don't like about it and fix it and like you can like put them off for a little bit like oh that scene's not ready i'm gonna move on to this other thing but like that's just and and it's usually just like some like fucking fix that just to make it more interesting where it's like oh this scene took place in a coffee shop but maybe it would actually be better if it was in the middle of a parade or whatever like that obviously that would be an expensive change but like but like sometimes it's just like that that like gives it something cooler than what it was God, even when you worked with your crew on Fort Tilden, mm-hmm. you, did you know them very well, or were you just like, they're fine, we're doing it? <laughs> well, we, they were film school people, and... Um, you knew them, were good friends, or it just was, whatever? Yeah, it was all, like, people I knew and people that they knew. So it wasn't like, we didn't, like, hold, we didn't, like, send out a Craigslist ad or anything. Yeah, but were you, like, was that another thing where you're like, we're not going to be too precious, because, like, they're diligent, they're good, they're, we, like... They're we just trusted, the- we, like, hire, hired, quote-unquote, like, the department heads which was just like the production designer the dp and they hired who they wanted to work with who they knew would work for cheap um and just try, and that's how i work now at search party too it's like i hire the department heads and then they hire who they like to work with yeah wait what do you mean for like uh who are the people b- below them or whoever they like, work with like with the production designer she brings her team yeah uh and the um dp brings his gaffer and all that stuff yeah. so Oh man! Um, in season, God, was it season two? So, yeah, season two of Search Party. Mm-hmm. I think the Duplass guy was like he's the, one of the guys I I've dated so many guys like that. No, when I watched that character, oh yeah, well that's like my ex boyfriend. That's exactly <laughs> who I've been dating. I know when I was watching that, I was like, oh my god, what the uh, hell? And this is very sadly just taken directly from my ex boyfriend. Yeah, because I was watching it. Yeah. I can't believe that's yeah. a narcissist. That's it's a, a sociopath. Sociopath. <laughs> like, okay, oh, good. Okay, because I get confused with the two terms because I thought like, well, it's know, all the same spectrum. They, they tell you because that's I've gotten into that. I've got I had that before with like 
I don't know when, if I get too drunk and, or they just know, they know everything to tell you. Yeah. They cast a spell on you, like everything you've yeah. ever wanted. And you're like, I feel seen. And, I, and then you go, oh my God, they really get me. They like yeah. really see my value here. And then, but it's like, and then they and the thing take is it all away. That, I know. But it, the, the thing is that they also, they do, they do see your value in that moment and they, they want you in that moment, but tomorrow they don't. It's fine. Like, like <laughs> Like, that's not fine, but, like, that, the, the uh, like, just to, like, at least give ourselves a little bit of credit, like, they did, there was something real in those moments. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, but yeah. they, they're horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, God. Oh, how did you end up getting Reggie Watts in Fort Tilden? How did that happen? That weird oh, cameo we moment. A, we had a casting director who cast a couple of parts and we were like, Could, would Reggie Watts be in it? And he just like showed up on his bicycle and we were like, would he bring his bicycle? Really? That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. He just wanted that you yeah. wrote that in the script that Reggie Watts goes by on a bike. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, and then I, I just saw him recently at a party and I was, and he was like, hey, I'm Reggie. And I was like, you were actually in my movie. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Well, now It's uh, funny because, like, those those things, like, he was on set for, like, an hour and ten minutes, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he barely remembers me. Um, well, so then what's next? Um, honestly, I'm just doing, like, self-work. Just doing self-work? <laughs> when, how long do you have time to do the self-work before you go into... Uh, um, I, can't, I can't... Into season three. You can't talk about it? I, do, it's not don't announced, even, so... Don't even talk about it. How dare you? That was a trick to see if you had enough self-worth to not tell me what's going on in your life. Um, holy shit. Um, until then, we won't see you on Raya or Bumble no. or Tinder, because that's not for you. It's not authentically you. Not authentically me. Um, what else do I need to know here? I don't know. Oh, my God. Let me go over my copious notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to do anything alone? Uh, yeah, I mean, not, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like, when am I going to get to do my thing or anything like that? But, um, I see that that will, I think both Charles and I have want to do our own separate things. Um, but we also want to continue working together. Um, so we're, we're, we open to both those things. Is he your best friend? Do you see each other all the time or is it just, do you have like boundaries where it's like, we work I mean, together. It's so funny. I mean like we, yeah, he's my best friend, I guess. I, I don't actually like saying best friend don't. about anyone. Yeah. I, I always thought, like, like, I'm not like five years old. Like, I don't yeah, have a no, best I friend. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask he's, people that I go, adults, are we allowed to call each other best friends or is that ridiculous? But he, he's, he is, what, what, what's funny though is when I was doing shadow work and I like emailed people to uh, tell me what they hate about me. <laughs> oh God, is that brutal? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was like. Well, anyway, um, he was one of them. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is interesting because I now I know who should be in my wedding party or the people that I'm willing to send this out to. <laughs> because before I'd been like, well, it would be hard to put a wedding party together. I have like these friends and these friends. I'm like, no, okay. So it's Charles, Claire, Hill, and whatever. Yeah. Anjali. Anyway, so um, uh, he. Oh, wait, was it? Is he my best friend? Um, he's a good friend. Oh, and our lives, it, it's so funny because sometimes our lives are literally exactly the same. Like we just are together all the time and then we go and sleep in our apartments. Um, but when we're off, like his life is so different from my life. Like he's off going to Rome and with his boyfriend and, and, uh, taking, 
drugs and like <laughs> like stuff like I, just, well, you know, he's I think fine. he's fine with that yeah um, and, and doing whatever and I'm like at home like cozying up and like doing self-work and like watching speed to be like oh, that's what I like about yes! Keanu um I wanted I, I also Keanu is someone that I have is like I have seen him in real life um, more than any other celebrity. It used I used to see Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot, but now he's passed. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> but it was like literally Philip Seymour Hoffman and Keanu Reeves. I've seen it like a lot, and I'm like, I need to like see if he'll go on a date with me. Yeah, get him on Search Party. Is that like yeah. an, an I don't abuse think of power? Would, I don't know. Oh right. I mean, I, mean no, I know we're women. We don't have to worry about that. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> We can abuse our power no. until they come for us five years from now. Then we're, no. I'm going down. But he has, he has more, even if he's on my show, he has more power than I do. Keanu Reeves, such a babe. Yeah. And he dated Sofia Coppola and he dated Diane Keaton. He did? Two years after that Nancy Myers movie. Something's, Something's got to give word. Are like you the, lying? I'm not, well, I, the, I read this on the internet. Well, I believe it. If they were on the internet. I believe <laughs> oh that God. it's real. I'm like gripping the table right now. Um, <laughs> well, last question before we land this plane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, how many how many uh, writers do you have on the search party staff and how many women and men? Um, okay. We have... Hold on. Me, boring. <laughs> me, Christina. We have five women. Um, <laughs> and five dudes. Um, oh. Yeah, you passed the test. That's all. Six dudes, six, six dudes. dudes, five women. Two, two of the dudes are gay. Two of the dudes are gay. One's Jordan Firstman, right? Yes, he's a writer on the show. Yeah, very exciting. We got more to that. Oh, let me just final things. We got. Let's just see what. Uh, all right. Oh yeah, Charles had asked her to explain the worst tension she's ever had with me, but maybe that was sending him that Lacey Phillips <laughs> note. No, no. <laughs> oh no, that was loving. That was not. That was loving. But is there any crazy weird tension? Um, just, I think he would agree about this, but just like on set, um, I just, on season one, there was a time where like I shot down an idea that he had in a way that I can do. Um, and he was like, sometimes you (laughs) do and and like said a very true and right thing about my shadow. And I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. And then it was like a lot better. Did you do it in front of everybody too? No, 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 no. Uh, and then Kelly Hudson says, have fun. The woman is fucking powerful. I love her. Aww. No questions. Um, well, I agree. Um, and do you, what is the most daunting thing about directing? Did you Have you directed episodes solo or only, um, only with Charles? Or I have not directed episodes solo, but the da- most daunting thing about directing, um, uh, it's just that you have like... So you just have to do it so, like <laughs> there's no time to do anything, you know, so like it's your responsibility to get things done on time and um, get them done well. And you just like have a couple shots at that. And so like that is um, when when something's like not quite going right, then you're like, uh, uh, OK, how do I 
work with this situation. But like, it's mostly just like, it's all on me. Yeah. So <laughs> I better do it. But like you, you do the best you can to get people that you work with that you both feel safe with and that they um, are collaborators and they are making your job easier rather than harder. And so like you cast and hire the right people and then everything is a lot easier on set. Like just give yourself as little work as possible. Yeah. Essentially like having the right actors just, they add, they add stuff to it that you couldn't possibly add as director. Like, I mean you, you can incur like the best thing about being like, you should be directing as little as possible. And when you are, it's like encouraging what you saw that was great. Oh, got it. Oh God. Uh, but, and then that's for TV, but for Fort Tilden, you didn't, did you storyboard the whole movie or no? We didn't because we just didn't have time to do but it. You either, had an but idea. You, you had yeah, a we script. Had, we, you we, had we shot team. listed and everything. We shot listed. Yeah. But we didn't storyboard, but I would love to storyboard. Like I miss, miss storyboarding because that was something I did in film school and I had like time to, I also was like short films. What so, is the difference between a shot list and storyboarding? Storyboarding is You're like drawing. literally drawings. Shot list is like, we'll get a close up of the uh, and then cross coverage and this. And like, if it's a more complicated scene, we'll do like a um, overhead of the space, like a little map and be like, and then they'll come over here and the camera will do this and we'll get the rest of this scene and like that and whatever. Any horror stories with casting for search party? Is it <laughs> those cringe worthy where you're like, Oh God, oh brutal. Is it just horrible or is it like really fun? Well, honestly, if I, even if there, first of all, no, I have like, we have the best cast ever. Um, but if I did have a bad experience, I wouldn't say it. Here. Yeah. Don't. Another <laughs> trick. Another one. Pass that test. Um, well, God. And, uh, and where are you off to after this, uh, illustrious podcast? Um, I am going to, uh, be with nature and and um figure out what i um i'm i'm gonna uh i'm going on a trip this weekend so i'm also like i need to get some um i'm leaving tonight so oh, i need to get food and where stuff are you going like that. tell me joshua tree joshua tree oh my gosh she's getting okay well you know yeah <laughs> consider me and all of my listeners inspired and uh this is like a big advertisement for Lacey phillips for com again and i gotta get the info for all your reiki uh for for uh, energy healing work yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll do that after we say goodbye thank you for yeah. being on the podcast thank you for having me bye bye <laughs> hello <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com Thank <laughs> you.